Today is Transfiguration Sunday. The Transfiguration story that we just heard is connected very much so to the story that we heard of Moses just a few minutes before. Mountains are important in Scripture. There are lots of symbols as you go through the Bible and as you study Scripture, you may know that when certain things happen or when certain images are spoken, you should perk up. And mountains are one of them. When somebody goes up a mountain or comes down a mountain, something important is happening. And as I was thinking about this this past week, it was as if God wanted to emphasize this to me because yesterday as I was driving in the car, I heard two mountain stories that I found remarkable. The first was of a Norwegian woman and a Nepali guide who just completed all 14 extreme summits around the world, which is apparently 26,000 feet or higher. I mean, I get winded at 8,000 feet, so I'm not entirely sure how people do all of that. But as if getting to all those peaks weren't enough, immediately following that story was a woman who carried a harp up to a peak of 20,000 feet to play a small concert to beat her Guinness World Record. And I thought, if you've ever seen a harp come out of a car on a dolly, carrying it up to 20,000 feet is impressive. And so these mountaintop experiences really matter in Scripture, and achieving a peak or a summit in real life can feel really good too. Mountaintop experiences are often the way we describe those thin spaces or thin places where we really feel God's presence in somewhat of a profound way. Now, I think we all understand what it means to be kind of in that thin place, to have that exceptional mountaintop experiences. I hope that you've had a few of those in your life, those moments where everything seems right, Everything seems good with the world, and it's so tempting to want to stay right there, to freeze time and to not progress. We want to hold on to those moments that feel so good. Most of the time, when we are not on the mountaintop, we tend to want to be back. We kind of miss that feeling that everything is just perfect. But it's what we do in the moments when we're not on the mountaintop that are perhaps most important to our own faith life, to our own discipleship. It's what happens when we come down off that mountain that matters most. Now, we did hear the story from the gospel today of the transfiguration. It's one that I think we probably all know well. Jesus takes three of his disciples up the mountain, and there he is transfigured. He is changed. He is transformed in front of them. And they have an experience, and they want to stay. They want to be there and they want to stay. And yet Jesus knows that that moment is simply meant to reveal some truth that then the disciples are supposed to take out into the world. They're to come down off that mountain, go out into the world, and make sure others hear the truth that has been revealed to them on top of that mountain. They can't stay where they see that kind of truth because they're meant to bear it out in the world to impact the world for good. Now, I remember the first time I had probably that really good mountaintop experience as a priest. I hadn't been ordained very long and was invited, I'll put in air quotes, told, commanded, that I would go on a retreat that was Curcio, which I think some of you may know about. And this was in a different place back in Alabama. And it was really an excellent experience. And for three days, it did feel like it was that mountaintop kind of thin place experience. And it was so wonderful. But then we returned home 
and I was asked to join what we called reunion groups. It was a small group where you revisited this idea of that mountaintop experience, but did so every week. And there was a rhythm to that group because that group was meant to remind you of that great experience, that thin place where you were able to feel God's presence so deeply. And in that little reunion group model, there was a question that was always asked. In my very first meeting, I was excited to start this whole program and they sat around a table and the question was asked, what was your moment closest to Christ this week? And I was the priest at the table, and I couldn't think of one. And I was so annoyed because I know that obviously God was there and present, and I probably had this experience, but I couldn't think of one. And so I left that group super frustrated and annoyed because I'm so competitive and I wanted a good moment closer to Christ. And so I left... And I looked everywhere every day and I had like 12 really great moments closest to Christ next week when I got together with that group. But what I found was that that regular rhythm of looking for God in the ordinary and just the everyday began to change me well. I mean, I had been to seminary, I had been ordained, I was supposed to be able to do all this stuff, but something like that had just not clicked for me where there was something of God's presence in every moment of regular life. And as I began to look for those moments, I found them everywhere. And that began to change who I was becoming. It's tempting to stay on those mountaintop. It's tempting to be in those perfect experiences and wish to freeze time. And one of the things that struggles for us is that feeling that the ordinary is just not quite as good as that extreme, exceptional mountaintop. We understand what it's like to live in the ordinary, but we also know the taste of the extraordinary. Most of us live many, many exceptional experiences regularly. We travel around, we go eat good meals, we have vacations, we do exceptional things so much more often than most people that we can begin to assume or expect the exceptional all the time. And when we're not having some kind of exceptional experience, when we're not having some kind of extraordinary, remarkable experience, we can begin to get disappointed with the ordinary. We can begin to get frustrated that life isn't always so exceptional all the time. The reality is that we're not really made for exceptional. We're not made to have extraordinary experiences constantly. It's not good for us. It warps us and what we see about the world and what we expect in the world. I believe we're actually made for the ordinary. We're made for the normal. We're made for the not terribly exciting. And we're made to find what is extraordinary about the ordinary. God calls us into a way of being that is meant to help us see God's presence all the time in all the simple stuff, in all of the regular stuff, in all the normative stuff. We're called to actually see the incredible presence of God when life does not seem so incredible. How many of us are regularly frustrated 
with the way life goes? How many of us find ourselves somehow disappointed that we don't get all the stuff we want all the time? How many of us can even get angry when we don't get what we want when we want it the way we want it? Now, I'm sure none of you are like that. Um, but we all know people who are like, like we all have friends who seem to get frustrated or annoyed whenever life doesn't give them exactly what they want when they want it. But we're about to start a new school year. We're about to start a new program year. And for us, it's kind of like a chance to turn over a new leaf and maybe start a new habit and perhaps an invitation to begin to see life a little differently. This is a shot for us to start some good habits, to actually begin to try each day to see something wonderful in the everyday, to see something extraordinary in the ordinary. I want you to consider that what we experience every day, just being right here in these pews today is a gift. That what God gives us every day is genuinely an extraordinary gift of life that we should not take for granted. And when we begin to see life as a gift, we can actually be more grateful more often. And that gratitude begins to anchor and define us more and more. When we begin to look for ways to be grateful, we begin to reshape how we see the world. And very soon, that gratitude will help us see God in all of the small moments of our lives. Yes, there are these mountaintop experiences where everything seems just exceptionally perfect. But what Jesus reminds us today as his disciples is that we're not really meant to stay in those moments, but use those moments to inspire us to go out and find God in all of the ordinary. And not just for us, but for those around us we love. We are called to take that love that we receive out into a world that often cannot find God's presence. To remind those around us that life is an extraordinary gift and that each day we have is one to treasure. And each experience we have, especially those that are beautifully simple and ordinary, are meant to give us God's presence. As we begin this new year, I invite you to consider how you might begin to reshape your habits, reshape your commitments, reshape your willingness to allow God to shape your ordinary so that through God, we can be extraordinary. Amen.